It's been a long time since the cappuccino was fashionable. We go to one of those uh, cappuccino places. Cappuccino. Practice situational awareness next time you're at the gas station. Because I'm excited for this episode. Um, this cool. is episode 148 of Gas Station Cappuccino. Um, and I'm going to start with a little story. Uh, Dean wow. and Danny are here, actually. Um, they've been working the past couple of weeks. Dean missed one episode. Danny missed another one. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Lindsay. And I want to start with a little story because I was 12 years old and I was in the basement of my friend Luke Burke's house. And there was about five or six adolescents in a basement and someone threw on a show called Girls Gone Wild. And today <laughs> our two worlds collide or my two worlds collide, my two favorite things on earth, CrossFit and that show I saw when I was 12, as Lindsay represents an Instagram, a movement called Girls Gone Rx. And I love the name and I love everything you're doing behind the scenes. So introduce yourself and we're excited to have you. Uh, that's a good intro because anytime I have business calls and I give my email, they're like, I'm sorry, what what did you say? And I'm like, you heard not me. that. Not, not that. that, yeah. Uh, not at all. Uh, yeah, so I'm Lindsay. Um, I own Girls Gone Rx, which we can definitely get into. Um, and also recently founded a charity called Compete for a Cure. Um, so, Girls Gone Rx is uh, uh, different than uh, the show Dylan was referencing. In <laughs> yes, almost, so. <laughs> almost every way. <laughs> almost, almost every way, almost. Um, except for the first two words in the name. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, you know, during CrossFit competitions, people don't wear a lot of clothes. I mean, that's true. True. You know. Um, so what is so what is Girls Gone Rx? Why why is it different than any other you know competition? I I just kind of spilled the beans. It's CrossFit competition, but why is yes. it different than other ones? Yeah. What, um, what's the deal? We always talk about how Girls Gone Rx is more than just another competition. Um, our events are obviously brought together to get women together to focus on empowering and uplifting each other. So the main thing that we've always focused on from day one is community over competition. While we have competitions and you are competing, I mean, it's kind of similar, like you see at a CrossFit competition, although you're competing, everyone still comes together. They still cheer on that last person. They still celebrate everything about it. So we've found that with our Girls Gone Rx competitions, when you get women together, it's really all about empowering and supporting each other. So it's, it's different in that aspect when you do have an all-female comp versus, a, you know, maybe a regular competition. It's um, Maybe there's more emotions behind it. There's a lot more cheering behind it. It's just really empowering, uh, especially when you have beginner athletes, because we have a lot of beginners who are very, very new to CrossFit or very new to competing in general, whether it's you know, our gyms that are hosting CrossFit style competitions, because we have a ton of CrossFit gyms that host, or it's an online event where it's Olympic lifting and they have to, you know, lift as much as they can. It's really cool to see all those happy, exciting, memorable moments. And so you, you mentioned different gyms. So there's not like one location. So these are hosted all over the country, all over the world, kind of what, where, how many are there a year, mm -hmm. say, for example, and uh, where, where are they at? Yes, all over. Uh, so we started, I used to own a CrossFit gym in Colorado, and that's where our first competition started back in 2012, where we had 80 teams of three come together for our first event back then. Um, it was a little bit different then because, for example, our first event, we had a dodgeball tournament as part of it, just to keep awesome. it 
Oh yeah. yeah so it, was, it was really fun. Um, lots of fun. Um, a lot more outfits and colors and glitter, uh, lots of glitter. I don't think even like eight years later that I ever got that glitter out of that gym. I was going to say, um, it's like yeah, the yeah. worse than chalk. Yes, yes, it is. Like for real, for real. So there's there, um, there quite a few ties between then the, the Girls Gone Wild and the Girls Gone RX. Maybe. Glitter. Probably. You guys would probably know more body, than I Body would. glitter, probably. I, I honestly don't. don't. I'm, just, I'm just guessing. I just, Dylan yeah. might be able to tune us in. Dylan's <laughs> expertise. Yeah. Yeah. Think back 20 years ago when you, you know, had that experience. No, I like this movement a little bit better. This one okay. is uh, less subjective and um, way more motivating, I would say. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have events everywhere. Um, so I manage kind of the U.S. and Canada events. We have, as of now, about 75 events in the U.S. this year. And we just signed on a lady named Ari, who's amazing. She's going to manage events in the Middle East. We have mm-hmm. lady in South Africa. We just signed on Australia. We're working with Europe right now. So hopefully you can find a Girls Gunner X comp kind of anywhere that you yeah. want to be at. And that'd be awesome. So. You think you only got 75 uh, right now. So is that 75 just the US and Canada? Or is that 75 mm-hmm. worldwide as of now? Just US and Canada? Yeah. Yeah, so yep. you would hope you would hope then even if those other regions can just do half, right? You know, then adding on four more regions, you're talking about another 120 events, might be able to scale this thing up to, you know, over 200 events in the next year or two. Right. So why is anybody it? so like community is great, right? Like it's fun yep. to, to hang out with other people and like my people and maybe for the, you know, having a women's folks to vent that kind of makes it less intimidating, right? For, for right, women. for sure. Uh, but yep. you, but there's another twist in it too. It's not just about yes. women. Uh, so what, what's that all about? So every event that we've ever done from our first ever competition benefits breast cancer. We, um, so how it got started into that is if I go back to a long time ago, um, I was deployed in Iraq in 2007 for 15 months and my mom had breast cancer during that time. So got the phone call. She's breast cancer free now. Thank goodness. But um, yeah, fast forward to my mom had breast cancer. I owned a gym. And as you guys know, and everyone in the community knows, like coaches and trainers are in powerful positions to motivate and educate. So what better way than to host an event that brings our community together plus benefits a great cause. So for me, it just naturally made sense that I would do a CrossFit competition at my CrossFit gym back then that benefited breast cancer. Um, why we did teams of three is I have two brothers. Um, two of us were deployed at the same time, um, which I actually got to see my brother in Iraq for like an hour. Um, oh, yeah. which is kind of, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, I hadn't, yeah. We hadn't seen each other because of deployments. Um, and we got to spend like an hour together and that was the only time we saw each other in like a two year span, which was pretty crazy. That yeah, is crazy. So, cool. um, so far away. Yeah. Right. I mean, literally. Um, so yeah, we started it. Everything benefits breast cancer, which now 11 years later, we have our own charity called compete for a cure. Well, uh, so you mentioned being deployed and everything. Um, so military, was that how you got exposed to CrossFit originally or, um, or is that Mm -hmm. just unrelated stories? No, it actually was. Um, I remember, uh, crazy back then. Um, so CrossFit wasn't really well known back when I was in the military. Um, and when I was deployed, I kept seeing these like super jacked dudes doing these like ring movements. I mean, nowadays we call them muscle ups, but I was like, what are they doing? Like, whatever that is, I need those rings. 
I don't know how to do it. So me being like, I just want to do what they're doing. I got a set of rings yeah. and I no clue what to do with those. I think I still have them in our garage. Um, they're these clear plastic, huge rings. And before there was like rogue and nice equipment, um, long story short, never, I don't think I ever used them for like nine years because I couldn't do a muscle up. And <laughs> yeah. So I saw these guys doing CrossFit and I'm like, I want to do that. How do I do that? So I started kind of getting into it. A girl and I would do workouts while we were deployed. Didn't have a whole lot of equipment, obviously, because you're in Iraq. Um, and then when I got back from Iraq, I was like, I really love CrossFit. I loved everything. I was kind of learning, but I have no clue how to do it. And nobody around me knows how to do it. Um, and at that time, I was teaching like fitness classes at the gym, um, mostly like cycling classes or body pump. If anyone remembers back in the day, Les Mills body pump classes. What, what year is this? This is 2007, 2008. I got back in 2008. So then, so 2008, 2009. Um, and so I reached out to CrossFit and I was like, hey, I really want to bring your certification to the military post I was at in Fort Leonardwood. And I coordinated the CrossFit level one. We had a really private one, um, which was cool because I had Dave Castro there, Miranda Oldroyd. And I was like, who are these amazing people? I remember like Googling CrossFit girl with side tattoo, like trying to figure out who this amazing <laughs> girl was, um, which I was like, these guys these are days. so fit. Yeah. And CrossFit level one was way different back then. I don't think I've ever been so sore in my life, you know, cause you did Fran and we did all the crazy stuff back then. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how I got into CrossFit. I was like, I'm going to learn it by bringing them here so they can teach me how to do it. And yeah. then that was before they did the certifications and all the cool stuff they do now. Um, and then a year later we brought it back again. That's when I got to go take the test and get certified for the first time. So that was like 2009, 2010. So then jumping forward 13 years, uh, yeah. now, uh something just recently, and we don't have to get into it too much, but something just recently kind of hit the, the CrossFit news is that the kind of the, the breast cancer charity that's been in the community for a long time, Barbells for Boobs. And they, at one point, were working with a, a charity called Mammograms in Action, I believe. And I think that that kind of, I don't know if that got disbanded a few years ago or they separated a few years ago or whatever. I'm not really sure. But it's been a yeah. little rocky over the past few years. And then just like two weeks ago, I think, or so, might even one week ago, it was mm -hmm. announced this big, boom, sudden thing happened. Barbells for Boobs is no more. Sent out an email. We have to shut down operations. And so that kind of took this, uh, you know, charity that was really well known in the community and people were really supported and were behind for a long time. And it's just gone off the scene yep. now, right? And something uh, like breast cancer is so personal to so many people and a lot of people really feel strongly about. And so the timing of that um, is interesting because you've been running your events for a while. But mm -hmm. your nonprofit just got its official 501c status recently, right? So it's kind of one of those things where the timing, the timing of it all is interesting because mm -hmm. where there would be this big void, like you actually are just now able to step into like with full force, right? right? For sure. Yep. So we got our official nonprofit last year in October. Um, cause regardless of what Barbells for Boobs was doing, I wanted a charity that could go back into the community. Um, it was always kind of tricky to figure out what they were actually doing. Um, you know, as I was starting our charity and getting away from the charity that we used to partner with, um, I wanted to be different and unique and provide something that maybe they weren't providing. Um, so yeah, we have our charity that was started in October. Um, 
which the goal and our mission is to fund breast cancer survivors wellness within local communities and also to provide breast health education for coaches because I haven't really seen that at all. And me being a gym owner in the past and a coach, if I had a breast cancer survivor come into my gym, I don't think I would have known what to do or how to help them without asking them. So on that, that's interesting because, so I I have that experience, right? Like I have a a CrossFit gym. We've been open since 2008. And so over that Mm -hmm. time, it's happened two or three times. And there's actually a stretch. uh, This is five or six years ago, but there's a couple of years where we had two or three all at once. They were all survivors, but like going through the whole thing. And I think what, mm-hmm. what I had no idea about, maybe it's because I'm a man or maybe it's just because people don't talk about this shit. It's not like exciting to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, so breast cancer had surgery and all that type of stuff. And so then things like push-ups, like she like couldn't mm-hmm. do push-ups because something like the musculature in the chest from the surgeries or just whatever is going on and soreness, stuff like that. It wasn't like she couldn't do them just post-op like a year later doing push-ups yeah. still bothered her and yeah, i would sure. have never thought that'd be the i just never even thought about it right right and so yeah. we had so we had a couple two or three different women kind of over the course of four or five years all kind of similar times and so it really helped me because then when they'd come in if they would say something they would, they would tell me what's going on i'm like oh got it now I, I have an idea of some things that kind of bother you i know that even like hanging from a bar you can do that but mm-hmm. it's a process you can't do that right away it takes some time to kind of get that mobility back in the shoulder joint from that surgery and different things going on and and then even if someone is um you know has gone through something like chemotherapy at some point um or just like different stages and different uh, treatments but specifically like the surgeries and all that and just the the limiting factors that you can get those capabilities back, but it takes a long time. You know, it's not like, right. oh, you had surgery three months ago, do a push-up. And she's like, no, like I right. I fucking can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Exactly. Uh, and so, you know, but I would have never known if we hadn't had those those people in there, right? Exactly. Same. I mean, it's not whether you're a guy or a girl or anything related. It's like unless you talk to somebody who's been in there or they come to your gym, how how do you fucking know? Like you just don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool to it's cool for me because I've been like a full circle. I've been a gym owner. I've been a coach. I've taught other stuff besides CrossFit. I've done Olympic lifting. And now we have survivors competing. I mean, we have all all of this history and background and connections. Like you're a gym owner. You've worked with survivors. Now you know. So we can create, you know, some courses that are just basic education. It's not a certification. It's not anything. It's just here's a ton of information that you can learn and you can go through it. You can watch some videos. You can meet some survivors that are in, that could be in your gym tomorrow. You never know. Well, it's such um, a, you know, it's such a, it's such a common, uh, you know, occurring kind of, you know, cancer mm-hmm. very, it's obviously one of the most common, right. If I'm not mistaken. Right. So yeah, exactly. How would you know how to handle those situations without some kind of course or some kind of information? That's great that you guys are offering that. I think that's really cool. Hey, one, one thing that you mentioned to me, um, so where can people find that information yeah, or is that, that something that they have to reach out to? Yeah. So we just kind of, um, all the way up to like midnight last night, we're kind of putting some final touches on it and we're sending it out to a few coaches to see some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, we have boobuniversity.com pretty, mm-hmm. uh, that's great. Easy to find. Got that. Um, domain, huh? You got the dot com. Got it. Got it. Uh, worked on that one really oh, hard. So it. our first course is on there. Um, we have templated out some other courses, but our first course for coaches, you can go see it now. Um, but we have a couple things that we're adding this week and, 
um, some really cool partnerships that we're going to be putting into our courses for sure. So right now, um, the goal is we got a little bit more work to put behind it. Um, have a couple coaches go through it, have a couple athletes that are survivors also go through it that are also gym owners. Um, cause obviously the education and the real inside tips are going to come from survivors since it varies so much, like yeah. cancer is different on everybody. Maybe we can help you out a little bit. Um, so yeah, so Lindsay and I are kind of friends. We talk sometimes to working with different stuff, either, you know, with caffeine kilos, helping competitions, things like that. One thing she mentioned to me just a week ago or so is that they're kind of looking for a specific person. And so maybe we can help you find that specific person, right? For so sure. Anybody yep. listening, if it's you or maybe you know somebody, but what she's looking for is a male in the CrossFit community who has dealt with breast cancer personally, mm -hmm. who has had who's had breast cancer. Because a lot of people don't think about it. They think about it with women and all that, but it mm -hmm. does actually affect males as well. Mm -hmm. And so when she mentioned that, I thought, okay, I could see how that'd be tough. Like just not just finding a male in general, but a male in the CrossFit community to kind of, that she can talk to and can maybe help out and, and that type of stuff. And I reached out to uh, three or four people who are pretty well connected and none of them, they didn't, they're like, nah, dude, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, if anybody listening, if it's you or someone, you know, please reach out to Lindsay. Cause it's something that, that can make a big difference. I actually yeah, got, absolutely. I got checked for it actually. I, um, when I was younger, I had this lump under my left nipple and it looked fucking weird to be honest. Yeah. And it was like a golf ball and it came kind of out of nowhere and I got checked and you know, we kind of thought it could have been for a while, but it was just literally a ball of fat. It wasn't even a tumor. It wasn't benign. It was just not mm -hmm. so, whatever they call it. So yeah, there's yeah. there a couple of weeks where I'm like, Oh shit. Like I might have it. It kind of runs in my family. So I was kind of concerned. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I think it's friggin' amazing what you guys are doing. One thing you said is that, you started this course for coaches, but I think it's also on the flip side of that. Maybe survivors don't even know where to start. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they don't What's know where appropriate. to, yeah, exactly. What's yep, appropriate for, for them. Sure. They don't know what to do, where to start, what can kind of screw them over or what can progress them faster. So I think yep. that's something they could look into as well, or maybe they can educate the coach a little bit more if they haven't even heard of it or dealt with it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, we would love to get this big evolving, I've, I've talked to a few people. It's like, it's kind of like this big, not hug, but a circle of everything. Like you can start with your coach's course, which then your coaches take, and then they can help the survivor. And it just becomes this continual cycle of empowering people. The more people that have the education, the more that people yeah. can be helped. And it's, you know, we talked to battle cancer. We're excited to do some things with battle cancer as well, because they have a lot of good education. So there's so many things that we can do together instead of, like sitting here, like, how can I take on the world by myself? It's making connections. Like you guys have been so supportive in everything we've done. I mean, now we're on your podcast. Like it's people like you that make things happen and support the community. So it's not, it's not just breast cancer survivors and it's not everything. It's business owners, event planners, gym owners, like everyone can benefit from a 20 minute course that you can go through and learn. And then mm -hmm. who knows, you might talk to somebody tomorrow and all of a sudden you're impacting somebody. Somebody I just talked to is like an average person connects with 80,000 people in their life. Mm. And by doing stuff like this and podcasts, like girls gonorex, like times that by yeah, however many, yeah. like that's, that's your reach, you know? Absolutely. So, Boobuniversity.com. Yes. What other domains did you try and get that weren't available? Ooh. Um, well, right now we're trying to get real men wear pink.com. Oh, yeah not available um we're trying we've got some big 
plans for some guy things. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have this um, guy that we that helped build the course when you get into it, who is a cancer survivor, not breast cancer, but you yeah. know, cancer survivor. Um, so things like that. I mean, that one is very pricey and they're not letting it go. So, mm. um, have you, um, considered, sure. have you guys considered maybe starting up like a discord channel for, for girls gone RX or for the, the, um, uh, Boob University, yeah, even specifically, yeah. where everybody can kind of compete like, for a cure. That's the compete for a cure. Excuse me. The yeah. uh, I think a Discord channel could be very um, impactful, where everybody can just kind of have a central hub to chat and talk about all yeah. these. It's like a, you know, it's like a Facebook group on steroids. Um, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of Discord um, things with this other stuff and fitness related and. It's just constantly updates and just constantly people giving out great information. I think that's something that you guys can definitely um, that's a great idea. Would benefit from. I think um, for these kind of things, I think it really holds a lot of value and it's easy to operate and easy to set up. I think it's something that you guys should definitely look into. I love that. That's cool. So yeah. Lindsay, what made you, I know the cause is obvious, obviously like helping breast cancer, you took the initiative and the action but why come up with a competition rather than just like a traditional fundraiser? What made you actually take the steps to make a competition and, and why um, rather than just doing like a fundraiser or something like that? Uh, so when we started, we, there was, you know, barbells for boobs back then, mammograms for in action, uh, same thing. They've changed their name a few times, I think, um, was already there. So it was cool to have a competition aspect to have people competing for a fundraiser. Um, and then it just kind of evolved into this competition that's always benefited a charity. I had no plans. If you would ask me like 11 years ago, if I would be, you know, funding a charity, I would like, I doubt it. Um, but then it, there, the need came obvious last year for us. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, the competition aspect is cool because we have Girls Gunner X and it does benefit a charity and they're totally separate. So we have why we have competitions is helping gym owners put on events. So that way, you know, if they're going to close on a Saturday and throw this amazing event, they also make revenue on the girls gun X side. And then wow. their event, we help it benefit a charity. So the girls gun X, I mean, they benefit our charity, but they're totally separate, which is awesome. Um, so now it's as many events as we have, the more we can fundraise and then the charity benefits. And we just keep same thing. Everything kind of cycles together. How much did you donate last year? Last year, on average, our Girls Gone X events, and this is like U.S. numbers, we yeah. last year we raised just under three hundred thousand for the charity that we benefited. Awesome. That's Amazing! Awesome. Yeah, I'm, so we're talking about like significant impact, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, awesome. yes. absolutely. And who would have thought, man? All came from a dodgeball tournament, right? <laughs> that one. I mean, we even did like a matching game. It was a hook. It was that dodgeball a game. matching game. You know, it's tell me about the matching <laughs> yeah. game. How's that work? Okay. So I've got this idea. I want to do a, a competition or like a competition night or something uh, at the gym for fun, but do mm -hmm. like CrossFit carnival, something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you see the video where they put two airdynes face to face, they put a foam roller in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. You go, and then you try to yep. get it like over the line. Cause it rolls back and forth with the air. Yeah. Um, you can do like the fish, awesome. game, fish game on the rowers. Ooh, you yeah. Know, like burpee darts. You could do burpee and throw a dart. Bur you do backflip burpee dart. <laughs> we, did, yeah. we did burpee yeah, but, matching game. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like, about that. You know, like a little kid's game where they flip all the cards down and you got to flip them over and try to remember where they are. Oh, memory. Sure. Yes. So where's the burpee? Memory game, game, match game. So you throw in burpees in between. Like, you know, there's two people and they're facing off. So get them tired and make them think. 
and then you're like, oh shit, because you're sweating and thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's way harder than a memory game. So yeah, matching memory game. Uh, we did so that. You had to do like one burpee before you go, before you take your turn. I think we did it. Uh, I'll have to go look at the scorecards from back then because this was 2013. But yeah, like three burpee buy-in and then you got to flip a card. I love it. And your partner, three burpee buy-in. Ah, that's fun. It was like a seven-minute cap or something like that. It'd be fun to like one, one, two, two, three, three, four. So as it goes, farther it goes, more time. Oh, yeah. The less you can think. Oh, God. That's actually yep. really good. It was fun. Uh, executive, brain, executive brain coach, which is like a funny thing, but like helps um, business people like just, you know, like, think better, process their thoughts better, not be like foggy on things. Yep. Um, anyway, and so one thing that he told me he would have his people do, his clients do, is uh, when they work out, because uh, he makes them all exercise, because that's the best thing to do for brain clarity and function, is mm-hmm. when there's like one minute to go. So they'd be on like the Aerodyne or something. One minute to go, he makes them count down from 100 by sevens or count down from 100 by threes. And then just go and you make it a zero. You just got to go to the negative. You start going the other direction. And yeah. so I'm going to try this. And so I did this like 20 minute um, like grinder. And I'm just like beat at the end of it. And there's one minute to go. And so I hopped on the airdyne and like started counting down by threes or whatever. And it was harder than I thought it'd be, you know, but <laughs> anyway, that the matching yeah. game reminds me of that, right? Like do some burpees, flip some cards. Yep. Um, and then you get all messed up because you're all <laughs> not thinking about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, so are okay. these events, they're not, are they all going on at the same time or do they kind of just go whenever the gym has time to do them? So how do these, um, the competition side of things and the, and the gyms involved, right. how does, um, how does that play out? Do you guys kind of all come together on a certain date or are you guys kind of just spreading them out all throughout the year um, with no kind of necessarily, uh, structure to that what's how, how how do you guys kind of go about that yes yeah, so we have for the u.s um and canada six set dates so if you want to host here's your six date options and if it works out for you to fit it in that's awesome um usually we try to build out our schedule pretty early in the year because we try to avoid the crossfit open or anything kind of going on in that yeah. community um same thing when we schedule like different boot camp stuff if they have big events we try to avoid anything that might already be going mm-hmm. on um, so we have six set dates right now, and we'll have about 75 gyms hosting across those six dates. Um, the other countries kind of do it however they choose. Um, they don't have to use our dates by any means. Um, I just, for me, logistically and timing and planning, uh, having like hard deadlines keeps me on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and now, I mean, obviously we're working on building out toolkits and fundraisers and planning events that way because there is no more, like you mentioned, Barbells for Boobs dissolved and gyms used to host these amazing fundraising events. Um, and the lack of the thing that was lacking that we've talked to a lot of the gym owners that have hosted fundraising events is like providing resources for these gyms to host events. Sure. So we're really trying to focus on same how we manage Girls Gunner X and we try to provide as much as we can for our hosting gyms, we're trying to do the same if you want to do like a fundraiser event. So you don't have to spend the time opening up Canva and figuring out how to make a graphic or whatever, like we can just give that to you and you have, Mm. you know, 17 things lined up that you can just pick, okay, here's my first graphic. Here's the poster to hang. Here's this. So have you, have you gone? That's great. And and, uh, CrossFit HQ can take some notes from that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you uh, looked through barbells for boobs, like the last two or three years of host sites for competitions and reached out to all those hosts, let them know that they can do your event now. I haven't because, I mean, it's like gone. Everything is gone. Um, I mean, you can go look at 
could find the hashtag and I could find gyms that way. Um, a lot of our gyms that did Girls Gunner X last year and all the years before also fundraised for Barbell. I was going to say, yeah. I'll take a carryover. Because um, it wasn't ever like this or that. It's not like right. I'm only fundraising for this one breast cancer charity that's going to, yeah. you know, it's like sure. all sure. encompassing. Mm-hmm. So it's never been like, a, if you do Girls Gunner X, you can't do anything else. It's never, it's always been awesome and supportive. Um, so I was, I was more more people, people hadn't heard of you or whatever, you know what I mean? Just kind of like, yep. A group of people yeah, you know, would be interested in the competitions that maybe weren't familiar with you. Yeah, that's what that's kind of our next goal is before I do, you know, reach out to all these gyms, I want to get these toolkits made and a process for them. So if you're like, yep, I'm going to keep hosting that fundraising event. What does it look like? And then we can dick. Here's a quick outline and make it easy for yeah. you. That's awesome. So if a gym yeah. wants to get involved with these competitions, where do they go or how do they contact you to kind of get involved? Yeah, so girls gunner x girlsgunnerx.com if you want to host like a competition or event. We have teams of 3 and a partner option, partner comp for that. As far as fundraising side of things, if you want a basic fundraising event, um you can go to competeforcure.org yeah. or on Instagram, it's pretty much me behind most of everything that you'll see. So girls gunner x is on Instagram, compete for a cure is on Instagram. Um so either way, um, I would give you my cell phone, but it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Nope. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I love to make it very personable. So that way you're not thinking there's like this huge team. You're going to get passed off to somebody down the road. Um, it's really a lot of it is me. I love to contact, you know, one-on-one with gyms or fundraisers and make sure everyone's doing everything for the right reasons. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. what what do you think has been your guys' best um uh the thing you're most proud of as far as like the uh the event side of things like what do you guys feel like is your specialty of like what really separates you from everybody else like what do you consider like your guys is like kind of you know big draw oh big draw that's a that's like a loaded question yeah uh right. yeah you're like i'm, I'm pulling an oprah card on you um <laughs> i hmm. think I'm most proud because our events do support a good cause and it's great to see everybody come together and same thing when women get together, it's really empowering, but then they're also supporting almost everybody knows somebody with breast cancer. So it's really, you get the emotional tie to it. And as you guys know, it feels good to do good and it feels good to compete at our events. It's not like you're trying to win a thousand dollar cash prize and this and that, like our slogan with our charity is sweat for something more than yourself. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to that. Like you're competing and you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your friend or your best friend's mom, your mom, your cousin, your sister. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many options. So it's it's cool to see how it's evolved without it being me, like Lindsay Marcelli behind Girls Gunner X. It's cool to see how all these gyms and all these supporters have taken it and have like made it what it is today. Yeah, it's very relatable, so. right? Like everyone knows someone who's been diagnosed with some sort of cancer. So it's, I think everyone can yeah. get behind it and get motivated for it. Well, also it's, it's just so much easier. Like it's, it's, it's funny, like there's a reason why, you know, charity runs, charity events for fitness are, yep. are so popular in, in a good way. Um, it's because it's way easier to donate and get behind something when there's a competition involved. I feel like at or, least right. because there's, there's something to do. You're not just like yeah. throwing money at something and like just mm-hmm. passively it's, it's a lot easier to donate to something when you're involved in some kind of event for sure. For sure. And it's yeah. like, I, I know personally, like I've, 
you know, maybe once or twice, I've maybe donated to a GoFundMe for somebody I knew, but it's, I'm not just necessarily donating to charity, but I've done a lot of these type of things where I'm doing an event where it's related to that, like a run, mostly runs in, in my experience, personal experience, but I just think yeah. it's a lot easier to get yeah, people a, involved when there's something to do. There's a reason, there's a reason to do it. You and know, people also like yeah. people like talking about that they're doing these things, like mm -hmm. not to like, not make themselves look good, but it's also just feels good. Right. Yeah. Tribute, yes. you know, and there's nothing wrong with um, posting about that and sharing that oh, yeah. it's going to spread the awareness. And I think that that's why, you know, the fact that people uh, kind of base these around fitness events, I think is great because it does get that you get that reach from people talking about it. It's just a lot easier to talk about, a lot easier to showcase mm -hmm. it through these events. And I think that that's great. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to do something, want to help, but maybe just don't even know where to start. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I don't know. And like, then, what am I supposed to Google like who to donate? And uh, oh, I'm right. Like, I'm really feeling passionate about breast cancer awareness today. I'm just going to Google somebody to throw <laughs> money at. Like, that's just not really a common thing. And, well, the other thing is, right. people, everyone's got everyone's got lives and their own stuff going on, right? Everyone's yeah. got their mm -hmm. own things going on mm -hmm. in life, and so you have these. There's an event coming up, and your gym's hosting it. And you're like, oh yeah, that's something I can put on the calendar and do this thing, and then. You know, and because otherwise in your regular day-to-day -day life, you may not be thinking about it until you know someone's affected. Mm -hmm. But what this does, it puts it on people's radar and it gives them, like I said, an opportunity to do something, opportunity to help. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, or something sure. you yeah. might, might not normally do because all your sure. friends and family are going to this thing and it's like, oh, you're not going to the the cancer event? Like, why, why aren't you going? And then you go and you're like, I'm glad I did that. Like, that was... For sure. I wouldn't have otherwise yeah. if it didn't come to yep. me in a way. Yeah. And that's cool to see people nervous, like for girls gone RX comps, like, I don't know, I don't know what to expect. And mm -hmm. I can't do RX. And what if I can't do this? And then they get there and it's a 15 pound PR that they didn't expect, or they did their sure. first pull up at the event. Like yeah. there's so many of those memories that are just so cool that you may be like that person wouldn't have experienced that at CrossFit 430 class tomorrow, you know? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah for so sure. It's and cool. I I've had many like girlfriends that I've brought to CrossFit and they were like so intimidated, but if it was like an all girl event, I think it would have been vastly different for them. And maybe mm -hmm. they would have, you know, found something in it or stuck with it or whatever. So I think that's important too. And I kind of wish there was almost an all guys type of thing. I know you said you're kind of working on it, but I, mm -hmm. I would definitely like to see that too. Cause girls were intimidating too. I I'll say it. Yeah. I went in yeah. a CrossFit gym and, you know, girls were a little intimidating saying like, oh, I, you know, I beat this, this stupid looking pale kid and, uh, <laughs> made, me, made me not feel great. But, um, that's, uh, you know what I'm saying? I think, yeah. I think guys need, guys need this too, is what I'm trying to say. Not, right. Not just for females. sure. So you said, oh, yeah. uh, back to what you said earlier about, you get a lot of, uh, beginners, um, and mm -hmm. a lot of uh, other, uh, kind of different skill level of, uh, people, but so how often are you seeing like people doing this as their first ever competition or even maybe their first even CrossFit workout. Right. How often are you seeing yeah. like brand new people to this fitness, um, you know, sport from these events? I mean, yeah, I would say probably on average event is 65% beginners at least. Yeah. Wow. Right. More than half are it's their first ever competition. They're new to CrossFit or they're new to their gyms. Sometimes we have teams that, post on a girl post on Facebook, like, Hey, I'm just new to my gym. I want to do this event. Is anyone looking for a team? And then they meet the day of, um, oh. like last year when we were at Valley CrossFit, um, same thing. A, a girl showed up. She's like, my team had to bail, but I still wanted to check in. And two of the girls running check-in were like, Hey, we'll jump on your team. Never met 
competed together. They all PR'd that day, had the best time ever. Yeah, new friends. Um, yeah, new relationships. Yeah. I would be, I'd be yeah. one to bet they still keep in contact too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so it's just cool. It's fun. It's not, I mean, of course the competition is hard. It's challenging, scary, nerve wracking, but then you do it and you're like, hell yeah, I just did that. Yeah. yeah that's kind of CrossFit in a nutshell also. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Once you do it, it's, it's a very intimidating thing. And these kind of, in these kind of events and stuff, I think really kind of, uh, uh, you know, on the landing pad or, you know, the landing wheels for like people to kind of just commit to, to coming yeah. into the gym even, you know, and, and just start something that's going to benefit them. You know, they're going to, it's, it's just like, it's beneficial in so many ways, right? They're going to fall in love with this fitness sport in its own. And then they're mm -hmm. also going to be contributing to this cause. It's like a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, so do you have any socials for boob university? Cause I kind of just checked Instagram and I didn't see one, but uh, you I know, I'm don't. interested. Interested. Um, Maybe some t-shirts, boob university. I mean, we are, yep. We are actually designing a shirt. I just got a design from it yesterday. Nice. Um, we, cause it falls under compete for a cure. Right. So, I mean, that's part of the educational courses that Compete for a Cure will offer. So, yeah. I mean, we also, it's Breast Cancer School for Coaches is also a website yeah. that will link you to the same thing, um, which is crazy because, I mean, who would have thought nobody has provided coaches with breast cancer education at this point? So it's cool to yeah. know that there's a void and it's cool to be able to provide you know, something to fill that void and have oh. connections and, you know, like I'm, I can't wait to see where it evolves and who we can connect with and the education we can provide. And yeah, I'm really like, I'm just really, it's one of those things that I love girls gone X and I love everything I do. And now the involvement of everything with the charity and girls gone X and being on a podcast like this. Cause I tell you the last time I was on a podcast, I think was like six years ago. Holy <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting to get like, I'm anxious and I lose sleep because I'm so excited to do, do this, to be able yeah, to do this. Well, it's just so. so important to have, you know, passion in what you do. Right. And it, I think it really yeah. shows with you and, you know, I, we've only texted and stuff like that. It's the first time I'm meeting you face to face and yeah, I can just, we can just tell, you know, you're really passionate about this. And I think it shows because your events are great. You know, we see all the, you know, the posts and the tags and just people just seem to really enjoy it. Um, actually, there's something we kind of, Danny and talk, I think you and Danny had talked about, and then we and him kind of talked about it too, is like, we want to, um, you know, obviously um, do as much as we can as collaborating with you in diff many different ways. But um, we want to even have on our site, like full time, potentially some kind of design where people can go to, and then the money's going to go to your uh, nonprofits too. That's just kind of always, sure. you know, so people that can look yeah. forward to that. And I think, yeah, every time if someone buys one, you know, money goes to the, to the uh, charity. And I think that that's uh, something that we, we do ourselves with other uh, uh, different types of things throughout the year, but having something on there just year round, I think yeah. would be awesome. Mm -hmm. you, could, you could do like it. the, uh, the CK out of a pink ribbon. Yeah, oh, yeah, we've done we've that. done Come some cool ones that. like that. Yeah. I honestly like it's funny, like we were talking about like ideas for that. And uh, I was like, man, like I think just even just our, you know, obviously our most popular logo we sell is our arch logo tee, right? And mm -hmm. we just don't have a black and pink one of that. And we can even have like compete for a cure on it somewhere also. Um, but just like a black arch logo with the pink uh pink words on it, and like it's just yep. 
you know, people buy that shirt more than anything from us. Right. And I think that's how we get the most out of it, to be honest with you. And just maybe yeah. add a little something extra. But so, yeah, if anybody sure. has been interested in, you know, wanting to see that colorway that we just kind of haven't done necessarily, there's going to be a cool right. way to uh, be able to opportunity to purchase that and then also contribute. So that would be, yeah, that's, I mean, I think we have like five or six of the design in our closets, <laughs> our house. Um, it was funny. I had a, a picture I showed my, I might've sent it and texted it to you guys. It was like 2014. I was teaching a swim class at the local pool that we used to do swim mods at. And it's like in the middle of winter, but we're in a swim swimming pool. And I had the caffeine and kilos hat on. And I was like, man, that's it goes great. way back. <laughs> that's, that's way awesome. back. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Very cool. I mean, uh, side side note, though, by the way, if you want to, I know you kind of mentioned podcasts, so I know you want to be on some more podcasts. So if anybody's got a podcast, you want Lindsay on, you just reach out to her. And then also sure. uh, re- talk to me later. I, I can help you get on more shows. Secrets. Cool. Secret time. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I think Dean said it the best, like your passion is you know transparent. And I think that's a theme of the guests we've had on the show, especially recently. They're just it's just pretty much the only common theme is that they're just so passionate about what they do and it's hard not to deny it. So I want to know, you know, your, your mom had it and thank God she beat it, but where, where else does that passion come from? Cause you could have just not, you know, taken initiative and started something. You could have just helped your mom and moved on. Why did you decide to kind of go all in on this? Where did that come from? Oh, um, I think just kind of, everything I've done is always for something, you know, like nobody goes into the military after 9-11 because they're forced to, it's because you want to do good. You want to make an impact. You want to, in that case, serve your country. Um, I mean, nobody wants to deploy for 15 months, but you do it because it's, it's just what you do, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think, I mean that, and then same thing. Like after the military, I'm like, I just want to, I wanted to get into fitness because I saw that changed my life. I mean, it helped me get through my deployment by having an outlet of working out. Um, I mean, you kind of saw everybody either playing basketball or lifting weights in the gym at, and when you're in Iraq. Um, and I always, once I got into CrossFit, I'm like, yes, this is, this is it for me. Like you see people that are inspirational just at a CrossFit level one who you're Googling later at night when you can't walk because you're so sore. Um, I'm like, that's what I want to do. And I actually got out of the military because I wanted to get more into fitness. I mean, I could, I had the choice back then, like I had the option to go to Germany and extend out, you know, my military career, or I could get out and try this fitness stuff. Um, so yeah, I went and tried the fitness stuff. I think I made like hundred dollars my first month. My husband's like, how long are we going to keep this going? I'm like, "Ah, just wait, it's gonna, it's gonna work. I promise. Like I'm a hard worker, you know? And that was back in like a global gym. So I feel like everything I've done is never me. It's always what kind of impact can I do? How can I mm. help? How can I, you know, you don't yep. open a CrossFit gym because you want to make millions. You want to yeah. get the most people in you can. Like I went from being a personal trainer. I'm like, these people pay in one session how much they could pay in a full month at a CrossFit gym if I had owned a CrossFit gym. And I remember I printed out a Google map or MapQuest map back then. And I highlighted where all the existing CrossFit gyms are, found this huge empty thing. And I sat down with my husband and presented him like a business plan. I was (laughs) like, here's where we could go. Um, And literally a month later, I'm signing a lease on a commercial building and like 
what what the hell just happened um and we opened our doors with one one person and everything was like not like i had investors or anything it was okay one person what can we do to buy one more kettlebell so i can have three kettlebells to make a class you know mm-hmm. so yeah. we built that gym from zero and it was one of the biggest gyms in colorado when we sold it so and then yeah, segue into you know segue into girls gunner x it's not like you don't run competitions to make a ton of money. In our case, Girls Gunner X, I'm running competitions so I can help gym owners put on a community event and we can fundraise and same thing. Everything kind of circles around. So yeah, that's awesome. I always, I always said back in the day, like it, it just takes one person to make that ripple of positivity. And mm-hmm. because we started Girls Gunner X or I started Girls Gunner X, I mean, we today we've raised over a million dollars now for breast cancer charities. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so worth it. It's cool. It's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, we're really excited then, for, you know, what you got going on and, and what's to come. You know, it sounds like you are very driven and focused on just blowing this thing up. Get that yeah. getting the getting the uh, information out there. I love the I love the uh just the information hub that you're putting together just to help with people and yeah. I think that that's going to be a game changer just in many ways. I think that that's uh something a lot of these competitions in general just kind of don't really focus on it's more there's a lot of moving parts and sometimes you can only do what you're capable of doing or know what you should think you be doing should right. you, think you should be doing but that's great that you have that um obviously that um mindset of you know putting together something uh bigger than yourself and bigger than uh just fitness i love the next right. step too as far as you know talk about raising over a million dollars for charities but then you don't really have control over where that money actually goes or what people mm-hmm. actually do with it. You know, is that a million, you know, say, say you donate $50,000 to this charity is 49,000 of that going to the salary of the person mm-hmm. who founded it or what, you know, what, how does that, how does that shake down? Right. Like you just, you just don't, know. Yeah. it's hard to get that transparency. Yes. And so then starting your own charity saying, okay, well, I'm going to take this in my own hands. Right. I'm not going to just right. rely on other people to be stewards of these funds because by hosting these competitions, everyone that signs up and does it, anybody that donates money, they're giving that money to you and you are now then the, the steward of those funds and decide where it goes. And so then by passing on that to somebody else, you know, know what they're doing with it. I'm sure there's a little hesitation there when you're talking about, you know, over mm-hmm. the years and dollars and all that and how much that is actually going to help and actually going to do good. And so forming that own 501c uh, yourself, um, kind of taking control of exactly where that money goes right. is, uh, is admirable. Yeah, I mean, it's it it shows you actually care and are trying to do something good rather than just, you know, putting on this, um, you know, this dog and pony show. Right. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a a different ballpark. And, you know, like owning a gym, the learning curve was very steep. Uh, Starting a charity learning curve is very steep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've got some great mentors and I anyone I've talked to, I'm like, I'll be as transparent as I can. Yeah. Um, it's never going to be like a question of where it's going. Like I want people to see where it's going and we do want to do grants and scholarships and we do want to do courses and it's already happening and I'm super pumped about it. And yeah, got some really cool mentors that are helping me, you know, here's ideas for a budget in the future and sorting out that money and how we can make the biggest impacts. And I'm really excited for it. We've talked Nervous about and excited and everything. Oh yeah. Ner- nerves are a good thing. You're heading the right direction. Yeah. Um, we've talked about CrossFit this, CrossFit that, how it can benefit CrossFit in totality, but like also just the average personal trainer could also learn Mm -hmm. so much from this 
these programs you have or the, these things you can learn from to train your clients with the same kind of Absolutely. thing going on too. It's not just CrossFit restricted. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's not, something to take away too. And and not only that, even get, go, go deeper, go to people that you think would know that probably don't is you, I mean, you talk about like physical therapists even, right? Like, yep. I don't know how much time in PT school they spend talking about specifically working with breast cancer survivors, right? Like, I'd imagine that's probably not a major part of the curriculum, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's brought up, but like that specific of a thing that's so common, right? So I'm mean, talking mm-hmm. to physical therapists that they'd probably really benefit from that, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. And we've had a few different talks, um, you know, like Barry's, Barry's bootcamp, mm-hmm. um, F45, High Rocks. It's not, although Girls Gunner X, it's kind of, it's primarily in the CrossFit community because I have a huge CrossFit background and I love everything that mm-hmm. I've learned and taken in from CrossFit. Um, I don't want our charity to ever just be like, this is for CrossFitters only. Like, it's obviously it's all fitness related. Like some people going through breast cancer, maybe CrossFit is not for you right now. And it might not be for a little while, even though that's what you love. But if you're moving and doing yoga and Pilates, cause that's what you can do right now. Like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's get your Pilates instructor a little bit more educated as well. Absolutely. Right. And awesome. maybe, maybe like Danny said, it should be in the curriculum a little bit, even for like part of a semester and in all cancer survivors. Cause mm-hmm. I think when I was in school, in college, all we learned about was uh, adolescence and uh, geriatrics. So I don't think we <laughs> nothing more specific than that. Um, well, like kids, kids can't sweat. Yep. That's a big thing that like not a lot of people knew. Like when you're running these kids in the ground, they can't sweat. They might overheat. Like that's something you had to learn. But for all these, you know, cancer so friggin' prominent now, and everyone, you know, one in three, one in two, whatever it is, like maybe that should be talked about more in curriculums and maybe this is a, mm-hmm. a way to kind of get it in, you know, schools a little bit more um, once it gets sure. bigger. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Which I mean, one of our partners with for girls gunner X, there's a charity called know your lemons, um, which we work ex- a lot with them on the girls gunner X side. And they are actually creating a high school curriculum, just like you said, cause there isn't that in school. Like mm-hmm. you have sex ed classes and all this other stuff, but nobody talks about like, Hey, this is something I should look for in my own body. Right. And it, if you start young, so education should start young. And then they talked about like the impacts that they already see from having a breast cancer class in school. Cause you go, okay, here's your homework assignment. Go ask your mom the history of breast cancer. Cause otherwise people don't talk about it, you know? Yeah. Like uh, how many times they talk to their mom, their mom's like, oh yeah, actually your aunt, yeah. you know, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> cousin, your whatever. cousin. Yeah. Yep. Know about it necessarily. Right. So it's cool, like exciting to see that we're also going to work with Know Your Lemons and some other charities on the Girls Gunner X side to see like, okay, so if we add that, that one person goes and impacts and talks to their three aunts and now everybody in their whole family is talking about it. So they come back to school and then all of a sudden that one kid just reached 10 people. Right. Who knows what kind of education, or maybe they go check or whatever. And also, yeah, and also that ripple effect you were talking yeah, and also about. just more aware of their yeah. own bodies and their own selves and checking things out, right? Like, yeah, I'm not sure what's the age. What what's the? Do you know like what's the most common age for someone to be diagnosed with breast cancer? I mean, I would. I don't know like the stats. I mean, obviously it's like you always hear about it, kind of 30s and 40s. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, then same thing. Like you can't get a mammogram unless you have a history or whatever. Tell you're 40. Like there's just so many things that are dated. Interesting. And it's like, I didn't know anything about it until my mom had breast cancer. And now I know, like, otherwise I probably wouldn't know to 
do that stuff. Pop is rechecking and stuff. Yeah, because I yeah, know like and same thing, like, guys are supposed to check too. Right. Like with testicular cancer. Like that's like a young man's thing. It's like early twenties or or really, sorry, like late teens to early thirties is kind of mm-hmm. the, the main the main window. window there, right? And so it's yep. like if guys don't know that they should be paying attention to that and checking for that and stuff like that, like, you know, that's a big deal. Right. I actually yep. had a little scare for testicular cancer and it'd be nothing, but I go to the doctor and he gave me that talk. He's like, look, man, you're 38 now. I don't think you're like, I like, I'm glad you came in, but you're, I think you cleared this one. Oh. <laughs> and, I, it, mm-hmm. and it actually didn't make me feel good. You know, just kind of yeah. like, oh, oh man, you just told me I'm too old. Like, <laughs> right? I had a really good. And then he told me, he said, prostate cancer is still on the table, though. And I was like, oh, God, here, man. I have a, cool. a good, I have a good friend, yeah. a good buddy of mine that actually had uh, testicular cancer and he mm-hmm. got it in like his, yeah, mid, mid to late 20s. Mid to late 20s. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you think it's so young, mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking about it, right? And yeah. So yeah. Just, I guess the message there is if there's something irregular or something you haven't noticed before, like, you should probably just go get checked out. Like what's worst yeah, case absolutely. scenario? Worst case scenario is you stress out leading up to the appointment because you're nervous about it, and then the doctor tells you it's fine. Like that's kind right. of like, yeah, that's like that's the, it. You know what I mean? It's like or it is something which would be also like something you definitely want to know. Yeah, time, right? time, like, time with those these kind of things is everything, right? Early detection right. is the number one, you know, cure, right? <laughs> it's like right. the faster you find out, the better chances you have in oh, general. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my girlfriend's a radiation therapist and she knows the success oh. rate and you know, the earlier you come in, the, the, the better, and she knows which ones are very curable and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I didn't know. I just learned that from Danny, I guess. I didn't know the, uh, I just turned 30 and I didn't know the testicular thing was a, a young man's game. So still, still on the yeah, table no. for you. Still, still on the table, table. Yeah. for six mm-hmm. years, you know, it's kind of nothing. Now it doesn't mean you shouldn't get it checked out. Like you still can get it into like your average. Yeah, yeah. percentage, yeah. Yeah, All right. Well, man, Lindsay, I'm so glad you uh, you joined us here and talk about stuff. It's important and something I think All a lot of stuff, really yeah. An hour flew ben, by. Ben get behind. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Where, so where can people so what, follow? Do you have your own um, Instagram as well? I know Girls Gone RX, follow that right now. But do you have any other ones you want to plug or any maybe one of the websites? Uh, I mean, Compete for a Cure is a charity. Uh, yep. Kind of talked about that. So, Girls Gun RX. I mean, my Instagram is mostly my four year old and two year old twins. So, there's nothing <laughs> really cool to see online. Um, and it's mostly just so I can look back uh, in a year or two from now and see, like, oh, yeah, look how tiny they were. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they used, right to, they used to be cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they're getting cuter. It's dangerous. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I look yeah. at like their one year old pictures. I'm like, I thought they were cute now, but no, mm-hmm. damn, now they're really cute. <laughs> well, especially the, there's a curve, especially like it's so funny, like a one year old and a two year old, like they look so different. Yeah. And then yes. even two to three, like my son's three now. And I'm looking at pictures from last year. I'm like, oh, I thought you were like big then or like, yeah. like, yeah. Now, like almost like a little human, like a little, I mean, like a little, like a yeah. adult. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, like you're like that two to three job yeah. of like physical like growth is insane. The the little, yeah. the little things are funny. Like you, they go in the kitchen. You're like, I can see his head over the counter. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that used to be the case, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my my four year old hangs. <laughs> she like climbs up on our island. Yeah. She's like, Mom, look how strong I am, like with everything. <laughs> and now our okay. two year olds are like lifting their little chairs, and then they're like, Mama, Mama. Yeah, they just want to be told how strong they are, which is. Oh, really I encourage cool. that shit. I'm like, hire. Yeah. Get up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Anytime they yeah. jump off of something, um, instead of being like, ah, I go to the opposite way. I'm like, can you, can you jump off the next one up? Like, mm-hmm. get higher. You know what I mean? Oh, we're the same. Oh yeah, because yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be scared or like I don't want them to not do something because they're scared of it. I want I want to be encouraging and be like, try it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Go for we it. saw oh, something on my Rip like, it. Yeah, we are always like, let's let our kids do dangerous shit, but carefully. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what yeah, like, that's what you gotta do. I uh, well, say, go they're like, you go outside and the kids in the tree. I'm not like, don't climb that tree. I'm just like, oh man, be careful. And mm-hmm. they're like, I am. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing was, good. Like, also like a yeah. thing you know people don't tell you this when you have kids but i mean and you see it when you hang around other parents but it's like girls are way more uh uh fearless than boys yeah uh they are absolutely it's like night and day like I, i'm like i have a three-month-old she's not doing this stuff yet but like I, all of brock my son's friends that are girls they're just like jumping off the top of these playgrounds and all oh, the yeah. boys are kind of just at the bottom, just kind of lingering around, just doing stuff. Girls mm-hmm. are just absolutely fearless. It's crazy. Yeah. how the, the difference is in, in young kids with girls and boys. It's like, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they're, they'll be two years old climbing up those like sketchy ladders. And oh yeah. Like no, oh, yeah. no guys are like, I'm not going up there. Yeah. The I feel like boys, little boys cry more than the girls too. Oh you yeah. Have a boy who's two. Uh, yeah, well, way more than the girls yeah they're just tougher straight up so yeah. uh my wife's a, a nurse in the nicu preemie babies and she said oh, it's definitely man. a thing like they it's like they say man the kids that that a lot of times like the cry the most have the least chance of surviving a lot of times like it's these little white boys come like wimpy white boys and something <laughs> about it man like it's a cultural thing or the raising but it's like the yeah. girls are always like more stout like they you know and like anyway yeah but she said it's a lot of times like the the boys just aren't as um yeah they're just don't. stronger and this yeah, is the, crazy the girl, like anyway, my so. three month old is art she's yeah. three months old she's already going back to front 20 times a day yeah. rolling it's just insane like the she's just going to be walking i feel like tomorrow, she's going to be walking and crawling dude, in like a couple months tomorrow, so i'm not even kidding oh, yeah. it's nuts yeah, anyway i mean for back, real. But all right relatable that's a whole nother podcast on kids. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, the, the, the crazy shit and why we drink coffee. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's it. The importance yeah. of coffee and parenting. Love All right, yes, Lindsay. Seriously, though. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks, you guys, too. Yes, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on. We really had uh, you know hopefully some people learned a lot where they get this information and I did. Uh, yeah, I know I did. So look awesome. forward to seeing well, what you got so going much. on. Keep kicking ass. Thank you. Awesome, I'll talk to you guys later. All righty, thanks for coming. Bye.